0: Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bardrock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody, to Bardrock Cafe, episode thirty. 30 How about her? I remembered this time <laughs> uh, last time on Bardrock Cafe Brock and company met with the nobles that had been confiscating some of the healing potions and negotiated for them to redistribute some of those to where they needed the most Epi vanished in the middle of the meeting as Epi does the party also met with Saren down in the Keel Hall dwarf and as of right now Everything seems to be calm. However, when Epi vanished, Epi had a meeting with Diana, the druid gravekeeper in Waterdeep's city of the dead, and with her dead husband, whose ghost mentioned that he had been afflicted with some kind of disease, and he had been meeting with another healer without informing Diana, and he asked Epi to go follow up with her about that. So everybody, you are all together, back in the bard rock. Uh, For all of our listeners, we do have a guest star today. I'd like to introduce Michelle.
2: Hello! Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your character and yourself.
2: Gotcha. So, um, in the real world, I am a, uh, generally, like I'm generally known for, uh, working with Loading Ready Run on a few of their campaigns. I did some stuff for them for Candle Keep and also Queer as Hell, which was an all-barred campaign that we had earlier this year, uh, loosely based on Queer Eye, which was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I also am an artist, I do pottery, and on occasion I write for Card Kingdom. So that's basically been my thing. I also appear on Asians Represent. Um, recently we've been taking apart Kara tour which is a very silly, uh, very racist old book that was released in the 90s or 80s, something like that, uh, by Wizards of the Coast. And I recommend that you not read it um (laughs) unless you really want to torture yourself or or need some really good examples of racism and bad world building so there's that i am also in this game and i will be playing um patricia nettlesby a rather older she's a, a an older woman who has um in her later years, in her August years, as it were. And uh, she is a healer, uh, also known as the local Swamp Witch, um, who is based out in the swamps just outside of Waterdeep. She um, is a druid and likes to basically run a free clinic where she uh, tends to the needs of the various inhabitants who can't get what they um, or have certain conditions they'd rather not discuss uh, inside the walls of Waterdeep. Uh, They will come to her for advice and for treatment. So uh, when she is not treating patients, she is tending to the needs of the swamp itself. So she is a Circle of the Shepherd druid, which means that she does have some fun swap friends including her familiar um really just her her very cute charge Mr. Spicy a uh about a four or five year old alligator that's about like maybe three to four feet long so uh that's pretty much her in a nutshell
1: awesome well I can't wait to meet her in character she's gonna fit right in
2: (laughs) I'm sure she will I'm excited
1: (laughs) uh We've hit episode 30, so for all the new listeners who are just now tuning in, how about we have everybody introduce themselves once again? Uh, so let's start with you, Paul.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Paul, and I play Brock Song, the Kalishtar noble who gave up his charmed life to pursue his dream of being a bard. And he's also the owner of the, what used to be the Bard Rock Cafe. it right. Uh, Steph.
4: All right. My name's Stephanie, and I play the tiefling... Epi, which, as we found out in some of the episodes, is the stage name for Giuseppe von Burse, a noble- who hails from a noble family of wizards, and he's recently been going around telling everyone he's an acolyte of the Raven Queen, and in a world where divine magic doesn't seem to work, seems to be the only one who can cast Revivify. I'm sure nothing bad will come of that, totally. It's an airtight plan. Uh, yeah. Gonna work. Totally gonna work.
3: All of Epi's planes are airtight. All
4: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, it could be a submarine.
3: Alright. With a uh, screen door. <laughs>
4: right.
1: It <laughs> can dive once.
4: <laughs> Everything's a submarine the first
0: time. <laughs> yep. Alright. Alright, hey, I'm Khadija. I play a 15-year-old half-elf rogue named Rook. I was brought up at the Winking Beholder, a brothel, by my very affectionate single mom. So Rook is um, kind of apathetic sounding, but she's warming up to her new friends. And she got a cool fae raven familiar named Fairy who um, she really, really likes.
1: Hey, really likes you, too. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that brings us to Tyler. Hey, everybody,
5: this is Tyler. I play our fun but also mean uh, Wild Magic Barbarian Roland Armbar. Uh, Roland grew up as a slave and then went straight into the uh, the gladiator, uh, where he then fought and retained his, uh, gained his freedom and uh, stumbled upon Brock at the Rock Cafe and became his bouncer and right-hand man. Uh, he looks up to, to Brock and uh, will do anything for the guy, whatever he wants to say, and he's really uh, warming up to the rest of the group. And he uh, has a clone, like a miniature clone named Minibar. Uh, who he loves to death as his own son. And uh, as Brock forgot to mention, he also has a son. His name is Muck.
3: Yes, Brock has a pet lemur named Muck. It's a son. Adorable. Who he
4: keeps in a barrel.
5: <laughs> He's in a barrel, and I have to carry it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nobody else at the party has strength as a skill.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't ask, don't ask Patricia. Patricia's like
0: four-foot-nine.
3: <laughs> Patricia's swamp is the one place that Muck will fit right in. <laughs>
0: They'll be besties. Aww. Aww. Muck is like, it's like in its natural habitat, yeah. sort of, kind of
1: like. Yeah, our party consists of Arbar, who is the muscle, and then there's the scrawny teenager, the band kid, the nerd, and the old man, which brings us to you, Justin. Yes.
6: Hi, uh, my name is Justin, and I play Nir Kassan Amber, uh, resident old man. He is a nearly 1,000-year-old elf at this point. He has seen just a lot of shit. He's traveled the world, um, gone on with various adventuring parties, sort of as a scribe, and has uh, been just dictating everything that he sees in a very large tome, trying to figure out the mysteries of the world and everything happening within it. Um, He's here right now with the party because he heard the rumblings of wild magic and divine magic going silent and it's all kind of centered around Waterdeep. So he made his way here to talk with Brock and just kind of learn about it and ended up getting roped into all these wacky shenanigans.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nadir is truly too old for this. (laughs) I, I really am.
2: <laughs> is is Nadir um, like Lee Pace as Thranduil, like in looks, or is this a very like significantly aged elf? Like this elf actually has wrinkles.
6: No, he is he is definitely venerable looking. Like he's got sagging kind of whole face thing going on. Oh, wow,
4: but he, not his he hands. Has oh yeah, he elf. Has oh baby gosh.
6: Oh yes, because a of
4: set of hands because, because of, wild of wild magic. magic.
6: Because of wild magic, his old ass hands turned into eggs, and then turned into tiny uh, Deadpool
3: baby hands. Which is fun.
6: Oh uh,
2: no. no.
3: <laughs> so he's a thousand years old except his hands, which are like two years old.
4: Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> at least he doesn't have arthritis now. Yeah. In the wrists.
6: Yeah, no, exactly. Arthritis wrist. begins at the wrists. It's uh, very strange. And... Justin, as the person, cannot actually contemplate what that feels like, so...
1: Uh, Somebody with carpal (laughs) tunnel, that's exactly
3: what it would feel like.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's fine, 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 ow. (laughs) Just sudden pain. Anyway, welcome to all our new listeners, and all our old listeners. We hope you've enjoyed the ride up until this point. So, everybody except Michelle, because you haven't met anybody yet. Everybody wakes up in the Bard Rock. Or, no, everybody wakes up separate and then meets back up at the Bard Rock. It's the day after all of the craziness of the day before, what do you all do?
6: Well, if we've all question met is, up, did like, what's
3: what's the plan now? Well, usually what we would do is try and find a way to heal this tablet of fate in my basement. Uh, I do have ideas for that, but is there anything else we need to do today?
4: Epi's kind of thumbing through his book and writes down something in there, then kind of looks up and says, "So, you remember how?" yesterday you had the meeting and then afterwards you basically grabbed me by the collar and said you go heal these people or so help me god and uh so I did that but I was thinking about that over the course of the evening Um you know I only have you know I can only do that about four times a day like total and I don't know if you're aware of this there's a lot of dead people just a lot of them it's a little well,
3: concerning. You weren't there for the part we negotiated how many. I told them that you would tell them how many you would do.
4: Ah, perfect. Because I only held three. So, I can do three a day. Plus a fourth one that I can do for other reasons. But that that does bring up a question. So, you know how I have this book. You all have lots of questions about it. So here's the thing. I'm, I might be able to teach that spell to others but I have to check on something first and I open up my book and the ink seeps in as he wrote can I teach others that spell
1: (laughs) you are asking your book if you can teach revivify to other people
4: yeah that specific type of revivify
1: as a wizard spell yes in that same tight concise handwriting you can't but I
4: can I'm right in there. Fantastic! How do we do that?
1: Just sit them in front of me with their spellbook, and I'll pass the knowledge
4: along. Epi kind of takes a deep breath and is like, "So that does confirm what I was thinking, but unfortunately, that does mean I may have to come clean about a couple of things." Epi, are I'll you saying you down. haven't
3: been being honest with us?
4: I know. You you may have to sit down for this. It's so shocking that I would lie to your face. I know. Well, you could at least pretend to act surprised.
3: Oh, oh, Epi, you're being dishonest with us. I'm so sorry. I I had no idea. You went to the Bard College and that was the best you could do? I just woke up, Epi. I even even had my morning cup of coffee. I told you to stop by the cafeteria on our way out of the Blackstaffs. I forgot. Jeez, someone's
1: got to take care of the kids.
4: You're still not taking up your fatherly duties with muck? Really, brock. I'm surprised yeah. you.
3: He's uh, in his room right there.
1: Yeah, in the barrel where we left him. <laughs> it still smells horrible.
3: <laughs> you need to bathe the kid. Yeah, he's of course made, he made of dirt. Them. Well, you have a magic spell that cleans things, right? Come on. I open up the I open up the lid of the barrel and cast prestidigitation on muck. <laughs> <laughs> does he cease to exist? <laughs> he still exists. Yeah, he exists. What does cleaning something made out of mud do? So he gets less murky.
1: So instead of looking like sludge, he looks like grainy water. Instead, does that make sense? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like, like, really fresh grease. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he, like, changed the, the freshest fresh of greases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why would you just cast haste on him without grease lightning? Oh, <laughs> nope. <man>. Nope.
4: <laughs> <laughs> nope. he's like, no, we're not having that particular little song interlude.
3: Maybe we can make some Epi- bacon with that. Anyway, Epi, what is this Earth shattering re- revelation you want to make to us.
4: Alright, alright. So, I'm sure this is shocking to you, but I'm not actually an acolyte of the Raven Queen.
3: Done, done, done! Okay. Alright, now
4: see if that was better. <laughs> uh, so, you know how it's going around telling everybody, you know, acolyte of the Raven Queen, the Raven Queen's why I can bring people back from the dead. That was not completely honest. Now see, that's how it's done, Brock. Really, you should be taking notes.
3: I can't believe you would deceive us! Alright, Brock reaches out for Epi's book to start taking notes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let him. <laughs> and I'm just gonna- he's kinda pulling at his sleeve a little bit. He's like, alright, so, this here, and he holds up the holy symbol of the Raven Queen. This was a gift from my sister, I read like a small textbook, I skimmed it, I kind of remember who she was, some elf got a, you know, won a bet or something, turned into a divine being, gates between death and life, something like that. I know enough to get by, but um, there's a chance that lie is going to fall through pretty soon. And in fairness, maybe not the worst thing, because I don't need divine magic to cast that spell. It's a wizard spell. And only that book has it written down. So in theory, we could k- teach a lot of folks how to do Revivify, and we
3: won't need the god's help at all. All right, so all we need to do is let the Blackstaff know, and the Blackstaff has an army of student wizards that could learn how to teach Revivify.
4: Sort of slam the book and take it back out of his hands. That brings us to point two... We can't do that for a very specific reason.
3: Brock leans forward on his elbows.
4: Uh, I might have stolen this from the Blackstaff. Specifically when? one of- Well, I used to- I, um, <clears throat> So I was a student there. So a reason I haven't really been going back in the Blackstaff Tower. They'll definitely know who I am. And, uh, You know, I had had an idea how we could do this in a way that wouldn't require the Black Staff so much. And would also help out a friend of mine who asked a favor of me, and you know how that goes. There is technically a clinic on the outskirts of town that, you know, is free. The person who runs it doesn't necessarily use healing magic that's divine. At the very least, it's still open right now so maybe that's a good route to distribute this. Find someone who's outside of the reach of the black stuff. See if maybe she has some ideas. Someone she knows. Maybe we could send some wizards there to learn it. And, uh, if they need a specific way to, uh, hide and play sight, the acolyte of the Raven Queen's working for now. They haven't caught on that there's a actual Raven Queen Temple somewhere in here. They're just really small. I didn't know about them at first. Like, I lived here my whole life. Nobody knew. But really, they need to do better publicity, but they didn't. So that works in our favor. But I guess, long story short, if we can get a bunch of wizards, a little free clinic on the outside of town that nobody knows about, and a lot of cram school, maybe we can turn the tide on this whole too many dead people thing.
3: Brock's rubbing his chin. You said a free clinic on the outside of town?
4: Yeah. So, remember Diana? It was actually a tip from her husband. There's a lady there, someone named Patricia. There's an alligator. Some potions were involved. I mean, the husband didn't make it out all right, so I'm kind of having to figure out what happened there. But, um, it's a free clinic.
3: Oh, Patricia's clinic! I've been going to Patricia's clinic since I was in the Bard College. She helps keep me healthy. I check in with her once a year.
4: I just look slightly below the belt. Look them back in the eye. I don't need to know about your personal life. (laughs) 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 But good to know that she's able to keep a good secret, and you already know her a little bit, so... What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? Admittedly, not all of my ideas are, and I'm only going to say this once, Not all of my ideas are perfectly airtight. I
3: mean, as far as Epi plans go, this is a good plan. Ah, good. I spent all night thinking of it.
5: I'm just so proud of our little man. He came clean over this secret that he's been holding for so long. I'm going to pat him on the back.
4: (laughs) Do I need to roll to see if I fall over?
1: (laughs) Would you like to?
4: I would like to.
1: Then go ahead and roll. It's a strength saving throw.
4: Feel okay. That's a seventeen minus two, so I think I'm okay.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still an bar pat, but you're fine.
3: <laughs> they stumble forward one whole step.
4: I look at I look at armbar. I didn't fall over that time.
3: And you're I'm getting, getting
4: stronger time. too. <laughs> that might be a stretch.
6: Oh, that I'm getting weaker.
4: Need my coffee. Is there like an actual coffee machine in this place?
1: In the it burned to the ground. <laughs> the destroyed rubble of the Bard Rock. No, <laughs> there's not a coffee machine.
3: three towers is across the street. We can stop there before we go to Patricia's.
4: Sounds good to me. But I do have one question. Do they use press digitation like someone I know?
3: Not if you order the something other than the cheapest thing on the menu.
4: Fine, fine. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, Nadir, I know you're a historian. You're not going to blab, are you?
6: No, of course. <clears throat> wow, excuse me.
4: Look, I know you have baby hands. I didn't no. know it sent you that far back. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: no, no, of uh, course not. Yeah, wow, excellent. I can't do an old man voice
4: today. <laughs> it's Okay. Just pretend you're
3: getting lost (laughs) at (laughs) Lowe's. Anyway, Brock is like, yep, let's go to Patricia's.
4: Excellent. I'm glad you know the way because I don't really. Yeah,
3: I'm almost due for my checkup. Maybe I can get that out of the way while I'm there, too.
4: Keep your pants on until we get there, please.
0: Get in your colonoscopy. It's not that type (laughs) of clinic, Armbar. She checked mine last time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In my head, I just hear that snap that the plastic gloves do when you put them on.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You know how hard that is to actually pull off?
4: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love it. Oh my gosh. So you, as a party, start to make your way out of Waterdeep to the south, with or without muck, with muck, still in the barrel. I'm assuming.
3: Yep. For now, once yeah. we actually get out of the city, the city limits will let him walk around. We don't need people going. Oh, look, a demon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, as we're walking, Rook is very curious to know how Epi stole the book. Like, how? What was the tactic?
4: Excellent (laughs) So Effie's like Well first of all You'd be surprised What places you can get into If you're really tired looking And you have like a cup of coffee And you get lost super easy Mm I was just sort of wandering around And Admittedly it was like I felt like I was being pulled A little bit Uh, I know that sounds corny but you know, you're a teenager, you're learning how to do wizard spells, and suddenly you find yourself in a room that was previously locked because you followed some teacher that was like... They needed help carrying things, and I didn't have anything else to do for two periods. I went in there, and I didn't figure out a way to get out of it. Went into this far back corner, and it was a bunch of books that I don't think I was allowed to look at, so of course I looked at all of them. Mm-hmm. And this one! You know, and I opened the book, flipped through it. For the most part, it's not got a lot of stuff up on it. A couple of pages are just blank. It didn't have anything in it. And then, you know, the letters appeared like they did, introduced itself, told me that it had knowledge for how to bring things back from the dead without using divine magic. And now I don't know about you. Nadia could probably fill us in a little bit more, but there is a time before. When holy magic didn't work, and you know, that was back before holy magic currently didn't work. But I was like, you know, in the event that that happens, probably would be good to have like a plan B. You know, they originally had, you know, divine magic, but the arcane happened when the divine started teaching us how to use regular magic. Long, long story, there was a whole class on it. I thought it was fascinating. Anyway, so I got this, and I decided I was gonna study it, see if I couldn't. Figure out how to take the divine out of a lot of divine magics. You know, just in case, like, the clerics had a problem with other things that you were doing or studying, or if they didn't like you, that wasn't the worst thing ever. It it seemed like a good idea at the time, so I've been doing that. But turns out the secret to get into anywhere? Help people carry things, look really tired, get lost. You wind up in all sorts
3: of interesting places. happy Yes? I, I know. Just because we had these big revelations this morning, I need to ask you: Is that the truth, or did you just not pay your bill at the campus bookstore?
4: <clears throat> well, I also didn't pay my bill at the campus bookstore, but that actually is the truth. That's how I met Mort. I believe you. I believe you. you
3: too.
4: Aww, I've never felt this feeling before.
3: It's called honesty.
4: I, I know, but usually when I'm honest about things, it doesn't go
3: this well. As opposed to how well things go when you lie about them.
4: Usually they go pretty well. It's just when the life falls apart that things go terribly. I am not looking forward to when the captain of the guard finds out that I was lying about the whole Raven Queen thing, so we're gonna ride
3: that train as
4: far as it'll go.
3: That sounds like Future Epi's problem.
4: Exactly. Future Epi is gonna kick my ass when he discovers time travel, but for now, <laughs> I'm good. I figure if something terrible happens, Future Lee's gonna come back Give me an earful about it, and then I won't do it again. So, so far, so good.
3: And Kenny's encounter table roll is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no encounter, you guys
3: make it safely
1: through Waterdeep and through the road south of Waterdeep to the swamp. Where Patricia's twenty-four hour clinic. Is it twenty-four hours? I don't know.
2: No, it's she's an old woman. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. How hack like is your old woman? You know. For...
2: <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll just have to wait
1: and see. <laughs> okay. Well, as the party approaches, Michelle, what do they see?
2: So, you enter the swamp, and it's like mid-morning, right? So, sun's up, you've got your coffees, you smell the, the stink of the swamp, like the, the murky water, the vegetation. You hear you know, various, like, oh, oh, and, like, various uh, bird cries. But then you see this, like, And, you know, a couple of you know the way Brock knows the way (laughs) to the clinic. So um, there's a path that is uh, created by uh, basically a bunch of uh, wooden slats like up on poles, almost like a dock. So it's like a really long dock and this is basically how the people of the swamp live. Uh, You take a right and as you you take that right you see about 40 people 40 to 50 people all on this very rickety um, dock road, and you see, like, a big spoonbill bird, like, a big pink spoonbill, like, from Louisiana, just, like, trying to hurt people and give people space. And <laughs> then you hear, and there's, a, I mean, if you look down, there's, like, a bunch of alligators just circling and, like, snarling menacingly at the people, like, clearly warning them to get back. And um, you hear, like, <laughs> Get the back! I I know you have to form an orderly line! An orderly line! And uh, you, you see the hat before you see the woman. Um, you see this big green hat made of vegetation, like a witch's hat. And uh, the hat is about like two feet tall. It's like a 24-inch hat. <laughs> it's the, the pointy ends on top with a big leaf on the end. And you see this tiny old Asian woman... <laughs> With uh, graying steel gray hair uh, in a big braid down her back. And she's wearing like, uh, you know, she's wearing like a a moss green like clothing with a shawl. And um, she's uh, got like a uh, next to her on the dock, like in front of her cottage, which I'll describe in a second, like a a and what looks like an adolescent alligator who is like, hissing at this person who's in front of her, who's backing up hurriedly with some bottles in hand. Um, And behind uh, you can see her clinic and home, which is essentially this big cottage that's made out of this dark wood. It's well built. It's got like a little patio where people can like sit. It's got lanterns. Um, It's uh, only like, it's a one story kind of a situation. And uh, there's an outhouse out back with like a little, little dock. Uh, leading off to it as well. But yes, you can see um, there's like a little chimney and steam coming up from the chimney but basically uh, there's a bunch of irate swamp creatures and one very irate old woman just like yelling at uh, this this person who's standing in front of her with like a bunch of little bottles and you hear Patricia yell, No, I do not! No, get back! I- no, you are not supposed to eat the essential oil. Who told you that the essential oil will cure you? This is only good for making smell good. Yes, yes, you like bath, you put in bath. You put on, maybe you make feel better at night. Yes, you, why are you eating? You, here, no, put that back. You are fine. I have other people I need to talk to and other people who need help. You just need to stop eating lavender oil, all right? Bye. That's <laughs> Bye. Bye. And she just sort of shoes and pushes the uh, the person aside, and the spoonbill kind of like leans back and like lets another person come forward from the queue. And it just says, "Ah, who who are you? All right, what do you need? Uh, you have, all right. Come over here. I will treat the rash. Yes, 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 yes. Treat rash. Okay.
3: And so that's basically what you see.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna lean over to Brock and be like, "I like this woman already.
3: Yeah, you're just great." Although it sounds like some of Karen's clients found her way here.
2: That does not surprise me. Did you not use the lotion like- I, did you- you didn't use the- Ah, uh, alright, I, I don't know who keeps going around and- ah and, uh, just- use this balm, alright, go, go, That's dasvidanya, next person, and then a spoon. <laughs> like, so basically you've got animals doing crowd control.
3: <laughs> Rockman's over to one of the alligators like, hey little guy, how you doing? Alligators, like, hey
2: <laughs> <laughs> just looks at you and just goes, hey. what,
1: what is an alligator an angry, noise? Yeah, I was going to say, angry alligator noises. I don't know.
2: <laughs> angry, <laughs> alligators kind of hiss at you, so it's like,
3: hey. Yeah, but like for Brock, this is part of the aesthetic. He's the regular customer here, so he's just like, oh, yeah, it's the alligators. These guys are great. You know what? We're all animal
1: handling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just to see.
3: Thirteen on the die. Let me look at my bonuses here. I have my character sheet up somewhere. Thirteen plus two. Fifteen. Okay. Did I lose my hand? It's hissing at you out of training and not from the heart. Oh. Oh. So,
1: you all are here. There is Patricia Nettlesby. What do you all do?
6: I
2: can't see y'all because there's a bunch of people and I'm a short woman.
3: (laughs) Short human woman. Brock knows exactly how to to both help and to make himself known. He pulls out his loot and he starts playing using his Song of Rest feature to help heal some of the people in the line to also occupy them so they stop rushing the hut. Go
1: ahead and roll performance.
3: That is a 7 on the die, but I have a great performance bonus, so hold on a second. Plus 11 is 18. Ah, jeez. I maximized the least useful stat possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've gotten a lot of mileage out of it this game so far. So, Patricia... You are fairly certain there's another Bard College kid here because somebody's playing over
2: Hi, <laughs> more of this nonsense with the music. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, oh! Seems like some of the people are leaving. This is this is good. This is good. All right. All right. You come forward, and you look like you have bad chlamydia. Come on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Patricia, has it been that long? Oh no,
2: Brock, I was oh, привет, Brock, how are you? I, I grab your face and I, I give you like the the Mwah, wah boah on like both <laughs> both cheeks. I was like, it's been so long. You look like you've you look so skinny. Have you been eating?
3: Uh, I've been eating a little bit differently. Uh I don't know if you've heard about what happened, my cafe burned down a few days ago, so I'm uh, I've been staying at the Blackstaff's oh. Tower eating cafeteria food.
2: Oh that cafeteria food is not good, it's not full of vitamins, not full of the nutrition you need. Come come in, go go inside. I have borscht on stove. Go eat borscht. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people with you? I do not know if I have enough borscht and perhaps they do not deserve it.
3: Uh, these are my friends. Uh, this is Roland Armbar, Rook, uh, Epimetheus, and Privyet. Nivir.
2: Previer. I am Patricia Nettlesby but you can call me Patricia Nettlesby. I run this free clinic and it is where people go when they have problems that they do not wish to perhaps talk about with other people, which is totally fine. I get it. Healthcare is an awkward situation.
6: Which is why we've overheard everything, apparently.
2: <laughs> well, everybody knows to keep secret, yes?
3: Uh, uh, Patricia, you know I'm excellent at keeping secrets.
2: Oh yes, you are. You are such a good boy. <laughs> it's just like reaches up
3: and grabs your cheek <laughs> just
4: <laughs> should I inform any of your previous girlfriends of how often you come by here
3: I'm being responsible for their needs
4: this is true Brock is in excellent health
2: and I think you are still in excellent health but perhaps you'll lose a few pounds so alright uh, everybody else looks like no wait you everybody else looks like you've been fine Mr. Spoonie You can, you can, like, you can stop. Seems like these people are all mostly healed except for you. You, George, come back tomorrow. I will have your gonorrhea cure. It'll be fine. Ah, cities. People are not practicing, you know, safe. They're not... Uh, I, I tried to tell them, you know, if you perhaps are itchy in some places, maybe you should not then use those places for pleasure, but they do not listen. So here I am, here you are, let's go eat some borscht. All right, Mr. Spicy, come here. And so she kind of like bustles into the, uh, the hut. And um, yeah, leads, leads all of you in. And it's sort of like a, a warm place there's like herbs hanging from the ceiling drying there's like bottles of various engines. there's a an operating table um, with like stirrups that you can like hook in there is a little trundle bed in the corner and a and a quilt and there's also a, a kitchen where yes uh, there is a big pot of something really good smelling and also a very deep red color <laughs> And uh, she kind of like trundles over to the, the stove and, and tastes like, Ah, has been sitting on the stove for eight hours. It's now good. All right. Sit down. <laughs> There's only like one. There's like two chairs.
4: <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
2: what will- brings you here? Do you all also have chlamydia? <laughs> uh,
4: no. No, definitely not.
2: Good. It's nice to know. It, a lot of people come recently, ever since the big stone from the sky fell into city. And now people come to me and they wish to have all kinds of things cured. Like a broken arm, or scar on face, or, you know, and... bad tattoo, things like that. And it is, it is a little basic, it's a little new. Usually I see more, like, you know, questionable things people don't want to talk about. And... Uh, instead I now have to tell people perhaps it's best to spell check uh, before you get tattoo. So anyway <laughs> I start ladling out soup. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I kind of look over the soup and so just to be certain, this has not been pressed digitized at all or anything like that.
2: the real soup. Patricia gives you like this steely gla- like glare and says if you do not want soup, You can give that soup back to me. I will give it to someone else who perhaps would like and appreciate it more.
4: I hold it. Uh, No, no, it's fine. I I just have thrust issues after a certain someone's uh, tea fiasco. Oh, has Brock ever told you about his tea-making skills?
3: Patricia pays more than one copper for her tea.
2: This is true. Sometimes Brock drops by with tea. It is good. Mr. Spicy likes it. Mr. Spicy just kind of goes like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just looks up at you and is eh. And then he, he like scuttles to a corner where there's like a big, it's like a dog bed, but it's for an alligator. And there's like a, a purple beholder plushie and he picks it up and it goes squeak. And then he brings it over to Brock.
3: <laughs> All right, Brock gingerly tries to take the toy so he can throw it like it's a game of fetch. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm sorry. Just oh yeah. Carry
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good boy. They are both very good boys. Now, are you going to eat the soup or are you going to stare at you
4: with soup in hand? Uh, uh, no, no, ma'am. I'm, I'm going to eat the soup. Thank you very much. Uh, Our soci- what is wrong with your
6: hands? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. No- nothing is wrong with my hands. Oh my what god, what you ta- the fuck is my voice? You are. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your voice? I'm just gonna talk normally. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing's nothing's wrong with my hands. They're perfectly normal well, size. nothing wrong.
2: You are clearly, perhaps. I look at you. I think perhaps thousand-year-old elf, and you have baby elf hands. You cannot even hold a spoon. You know, put put the ball down. No, your hands cannot hold the ball. Here, I I will. No, but if I, I spoon feed you the soup. No, but if Sit I hold down. the bowl, it hides my hands. No, the bowl is so big. I, I like, <laughs> sit you down in, like, the one chair that I have, and I put, like, a napkin underneath your... Like, I make a bib for you, and I start spooning <laughs> soup in her mouth.
6: What
5: is
3: it? It's longer than the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh. If you look out the window of the hut, you can actually see Muck doing the backstroke in the swamp and playing with the alligators.
2: Yeah, the alligators have, like, stopped... Being so, like uh, Mister Spoony, the Spoonbill is like over there, just like preening, and then the alligators are having like a gamer-friendly tag, but maybe, but maybe also not so friendly.
1: <laughs> They're very competitive creatures. Yes.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, what brings you here to my to my clinic? If not a large rash or perhaps pustules, or I, I had. they has been very busy the past past there too.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Actually, Epimetheus had something that they wanted to discuss with you. Uh,
4: yes, uh, two things actually. Uh, first of all, I uh, came to follow up with uh, about uh, a patient you had recently. I guess maybe not so recently. A uh, uh, Sir Belshimber, actually, had a few questions. Uh, uh, Patricia like like looks at you.
2: Patricia at this point has climbed onto a stool that puts her on the same level as all of you because she's so tiny. Um, so she stares right in your eyes and she says, I do not like to reveal the identities of those who come to see me. Sometimes it's very personal.
4: It's like, uh, what is it? The patient doctor confidentiality? I can appreciate that. So I flip open my, my book and I say, uh, Can you bring up what he wrote? And I put that on the book. And- The letters fade in, and presumably, um, the- the thing that Godric wrote appears on the paper.
1: Uh, yes. So, Godric's writing appears in slightly messy, but mostly professional handwriting, asking you to go visit Patricia and ask.
2: Hmm. I, uh, I grab the book. (laughs) I shake it. (laughs) What kind of strange magic is this? <laughs> uh, are you lying to me? Because if you are lying to me and you are using magic to do a gobbledygook on this page, <laughs> I will seek the entire swamp on your ass.
4: Ma'am, I assure you, there's not enough ass to go around. I'm not lying to you. The book's just oh, alive. <laughs> I, we will make sure there is enough
2: ass. Trust me.
4: <laughs> I look at the soup. I look at the soup, soup suspiciously.
2: <laughs> Why have you not- do you not like my cooking? I take a sip.
1: How is it, by the way? It's good. It's good soup. It's good soup. Well, I can't get away from good soup TikTok.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Even in my indie
1: games.
4: (laughs) Epi tries it just to be polite and then just sort of stops, looks at it. Oh, bless you, mom. This is the first good food I've had in ages. And he starts kind of not- very politely eating more of it but (laughs) he's like so
3: when it comes to borscht nobody can beat patricia
4: it's the borscht in the land i make it from swamp beat
3: It's
2: like beat but in swamp
3: epi we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the bard rock look at this fancy new design i'd love that on a new t-shirt
1: you are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate-
4: uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Eppy, where'd you go? Wild Magic. Don't ask. It was terrible. So, so,
3: where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts. Cafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe. So anyone can support the Bard Rock. You know the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have T-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel. Baby Bard ones Rock no Cafe's
1: gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show. So if you want to help out and also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch, go check it out.
3: And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? Did Did you say something?
4: <sighs> <sighs>
2: Alright, well, I have taken a look at your book. Seems that checks out. I have invoked the potential wrath of my home, so I suppose it is fine to talk to you. Well, yes, this uh, this gentleman came to my clinic back when it was more quiet. And uh, he had a curious illness that uh, I was not... Fully able to diagnose, I asked him to come back because his time was limited and he could not stay overnight for me to observe. But he did have a strange illness that I had not yet seen before. It was concerning because, you know, new illnesses sometimes they happen, sometimes people get into contact with all kinds of strange creatures, and then you add magic, and next thing you know there's an epidemic, and you do not want to deal with it again. But it seems he is no longer with us?
4: Sadly, I'm afraid not.
2: Well, uh. I am very sorry to hear that. Um, have his symptoms passed to ours? Is Is this a patient zero situation? Is he like the Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion, the movie? Do I have to go <laughs> and find him and, <laughs> and do an autopsy? <laughs> uh,
3: well, his wife seems to be in good health, so I don't think he passed it on to anybody.
4: Mm, ah. This is good. This is good. Uh, <sighs> what were the symptoms that he was showing? Oh,
2: uh, DM, is this where I do I do you want to interject here? Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, he came to me, and he... he had a small fungus growing in the underside of his arm, and it was strange. It looked as if... You've seen, like, the the fungus on the tree, yes? Mushroom. Uh, They grow in, like, little shells. He had a few of them just in his armpits. It was awkward, to say the least. And, uh... Yeah, there's, there's no smell but I was cons- I was concerned, you know? And I I took a little bit, um as a sample but with the with the the, the great stones that fell from the sky I I have not yet been able to run any experiments on- I'm turning German, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're good, you're good. I switch between Scots and Irish every two seconds and throw in British no for fun. You're you in
2: good company. <laughs> I have not yet taken any real- I took a sample, but I had not yet been able to do any experiments or trials on it. So it is uh, sitting in a little box over there. Um, the clinic, I wave over to my operating area. But uh,
0: can we see it?
2: Well, you need to have you finished her
0: soup. Rook has finished her soup. Rook was eating this feed? whole time. <laughs> I've been
2: by the way, I've been feeding your uh, <laughs> feeding. I was I was going to ask
0: if
6: you had continued feeding while this whole conversation was going on.
2: Yes, I was absolutely 100% feeding you while this was happening. He's
6: definitely verbally protesting a little bit but not physically.
1: <laughs> this is the scene I need fan art of. This is it. <laughs> just Nadir getting spoon-fed by Patricia. <laughs> like an old married couple except they just met
6: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Well, come, come this way, alright? You all finished your soup. Let's go. Uh, Brock, go ahead and put yourself- get yourself another bowlful. You're still too skinny. Alright, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll be right back sit sit here and um, I go over to my my operating area where I actually do have a cabinet full of a locked cabinet full of samples I do tests on and I take uh, what looks like a glass dish of sorts with a cover it's like a tiny bell jar and I there's like a slice a tiny slice of blue fungus on it and I bring it over and I say and I, I put it on the table I do not take the lid off I just put it on the table I said look do not touch.
4: Yes, Mom. And I would like to start sketching it in my book. <laughs>
1: okay. I'll say roll. I don't know.
4: Medicine? I haven't rolled or that much. Nature.
1: nature. Nature would also work. Let's go with nature for
4: that one. All right, I'm breaking out the green dice for this one. Actually, no, blue dice for blue fungus. Ooh, that was a nat twenty plus four. That's wow. Twenty four. No. I need to roll some d one hundreds. Nice.
6: We get to show our guests the thing.
4: Yeah. Yes. So we got a 34 and a 98. You see all. <laughs> you look at my entire hut and all of its secrets are revealed to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably seen this before in the uh, in the grove of dead people.
1: <laughs> Which one would you like? They're both good. Uh,
3: For the audience at home, we rolled a 34 and a 98, by the way. She you said know it. what? I didn't hear it. Sorry. Oh.
4: You're good, you're good. Um, let's see. Let's go with a 34. I think I've rolled a 98 before.
1: All Alright. You immediately have detect magic with a 90-foot radius on as you're drawing this, this mushroom, as the wild magic surges within you. Michelle, what we didn't... I don't know how familiar you are with the podcast, but everybody has wild magic here. Yep. So... What all in your hut is magical? As Epi is now able to detect magic.
2: Oh god, everything is magical. <laughs> 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 Including and especially the Borscht. <laughs> the Borscht is so magical.
6: Oh no, the Borscht was priced to digitized. <laughs> was it?
2: <laughs> no. Was it? <laughs> it's ma- there's It's like healing magic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was literally made using goodberry. Yeah.
4: <laughs> You're reading my mind. <laughs> I kind of look around. I look at the po- I look at the borscht, and I'm like, I really appreciate that you didn't press to digitize that. I just want to say that, but also. What did I find out about said fungus?
1: Well, so you draw, like, a perfect visual representation of it in your book. And like all the other writing, it fades into the page, and you are able to summon it later at will. As you're looking at the mushroom with Detect Magic on, it does radiate magic. It is... I don't know how to say this. It is weird magic. It doesn't fit into a school that you know, so it's not like necromancy or illusion or conjuration. It is... Weird magic.
4: Hmm. I definitely take a note of that in my book. And then write in there, What can, what magic causes a fungus but doesn't fall into one of the other schools?
1: You're asking your book? Uh-huh. Letters fade into the page. And then, writing in the book, the book responds to you. There are types of magic outside of the typical schools. Usually, it is performed by creatures from the Far Plains, or hags, other such beings that seek to subvert the weak.
6: Can you describe what, what uh, what it looks like? I may have, I may know something?
1: Actually, that's right, go
6: ahead.
4: I I come over, I set the book down, and I write in, can you bring, can you bring up the picture? (laughs)
1: Just like that. <laughs> Patricia just The picture of the mushroom <laughs> that is sitting right there Yes, Patricia
6: well, just no. picks <laughs> up the mushroom <laughs> <I was>
1: like, <laughs> no, I I'll, met, I'll let you do it this It's right <laughs>
6: here, it's right in my hand I meant what is I meant what does the detect <laughs> magic <laughs> look like
4: <laughs> Like, oh, oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> sorry And I draw kind of what the magic looks like around it and describe it to him
6: <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm guessing does-
1: Question: Doesn't a deer know detect magic?
6: No, he doesn't.
1: Okay, well,
6: but he's definitely like—I don't know—it it might be something that like he's had described to him or has like had detect magic through other means at some point in his life, you
1: know. All right, so you are inferring knowledge from a description of the effects of a spell that you don't have. Yeah. Roll Arcana at disadvantage. Okay, 18. Alright. Okay. So 18, eh? Like, yes, you know basically everything that the book said to Epi, which is that not all magic exists within the weave, right? Yeah. Like, even, like, natural magic from druids isn't given by just the magical weave that suffuses the world. It is, it comes from somewhere else, but weird magic like this...
6: There's no telling, right? Okay. Just, uh, well... No, I guess I haven't ever encountered this before. Not that I can call.
4: No, no, I appreciate your input. Uh, so, Patricia, um, did Godric tell you about any extra-planar beings he may have come in contact with?
2: Um, did Taz Godric tell me anything about that? I don't think he did, yeah. Uh,
1: so Godric came to you he had wood fungus growing in his armpits. Yes. He doesn't know when that happened. He did notice it after, you know, one day he was washing and it wasn't there, and then one day it was there. And you know, this is—it's—it's it's, it's a small mushroom, but not that small, right? Like it's.
2: Yeah, it's—it's yeah. it's definitely. Okay. So, I—I <laughs> I, I look at—I look at them and say, yet he did not say anything about. There, he found where I thought he where he might have contracted the fun, uh the fungus from, but was he only came the one time, so I was not able to ask him much further. He seemed rather disturbed by what happened, Sounds but cool. this is not the strangest thing I have seen. In my time here, there was one time that person came with very large cease. It was uh, very unpleasant.
3: Now, so, Godric so. was a knight in his life. Is it possible that he encountered something peculiar that affected him in his line of work?
2: That is possible. If he is going out and fighting swamp-knows-what out there, he could have come across something strange, maybe tickled him in his armpits, and
4: then he has the
2: armpit fungus.
4: Well, I believe he was also coughing up blood at some point, too. I don't know if he told you about that, but he told me at one point. Oh.
2: Uh, Patricia looks very concerned. Perhaps
4: it was respiratory?
2: Well, I... Uh, At this point, Patricia just goes over to her books and, like, takes out books of, like, human anatomy. (laughs) Humanoid anatomy. (laughs) It's just like, well, perhaps if it was through his blood system, then it manifested through as armpit, but also perhaps carried into his lungs. It is... this is fascinating, but also very troubling.
4: Can I look at that mushroom one more time and see if, like, have I seen that around any of the crypts or anywhere nearby Diana's hut at all?
1: I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and roll just a straight intelligence check to see if you remember seeing it. Rook? Yes. Armbar, specifically. Well, and Brock, actually. The three of you yeah. also give me
3: intelligence tricks to remember. Pfft. They say Brock was there. <laughs> oh, that is a seven, plus doesn't matter.
5: That's a nat one.
4: That's two nat ones. Oh dear. Intelligence check. Mr.
2: Spicy's being very cute right now. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he rolls over on his belly and he's like holding his purple beholder plush and it's just squeaking.
4: It is <laughs> is in the eye of the beholder
5: plush. Listen, the entire yes. time this has been going on, Armbar's been diving into bowl after bowl of borscht. <laughs> so Good. he has not been paying attention to many any of this.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Armbar. You rolled, a, you rolled a nat one, right? I rolled a nat one. Alright, let's see what you get. We got a 26 and a 59. Which one do you want? They're both good. Let's go with the 59. Okay. For the next minute, all of your attacks are at advantage. Whoop whoop. Please do
2: not attack anything in my hut. <laughs> 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 <Borscht.
0: laughs> <laughs> yes, it <Right>. is. <you're> <laughs>
1: you are the, that borscht back.
0: the borscht is going perfectly into Armbars mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, Epi, you also rolled that one. Rolled,
4: yeah, yeah, what? I rolled a ninety-four and a twenty-one.
1: This one's complicated. Hang on, give me a second.
4: Oh, boy. Well, at least it's not Fireball. Fireball's not complicated. No, you did
1: not. There was no... Oh, gosh. You, you missed the Fireball option. Oh,
2: okay. my God, please. Don't <laughs> set my own <elbow> business <laughs> Oh, gosh. People <laughs> depend on this clinic.
1: <laughs> not anymore.
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> not the outhouse with the bidet. <laughs> the only thing that's left is the outhouse with the bidet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: of
3: course. It's very well constructed. We start running buckets of water from the bidet over to the house to try and put it out. (laughs) Even though there's swamp water right there.
4: Oh, man. Oh, lordy. Okay.
1: We're gonna go with 94 because it's more interesting. Mr. Spicy is blind.
2: (gasps) He starts, like... he, he he freaks out and just goes, like, <laughs> and just starts, like, running around, bumping into things. And I, I immediately get off my stool and I'm just like, oh, my poor, my poor Mr. Spicy, what happened to you? What, what did you do? What did you do? Did you make him blind?
3: so Patricia, have you heard the rumors about wild magic and watery?
2: I had heard rumors, and it is one of the reasons why people keep coming to me and saying that I should have essential oils, because it helps against the wild magic, but I, can't, I tell them no.
3: Yep, so, long story short, I didn't have an opportunity to mention this. Literally all five of us are afflicted with wild magic, so it just happens. Uh, I'm sorry that Mr. Spicy just randomly got blind. It will go away shortly, it usually does. Except for that one time I was blue, that lasted like two days.
2: I, I know enough to know that. I, I just, I go over to my, say, I, I, I call my animal Town. I go over and I feed him a sleeping potion and Mr.
1: Spicy just passes out Okay, Aww. um, Patricia do me a favor, roll perception. Yeah.
2: sure that's an 11.
1: Okay you notice there's a lot of commotion outside and as you peek your head out the window you get the sense that all of your alligators <laughs> have gone blind <gasps> Not just Mr. Spicy.
2: I turn around and I glare at all of you and I say, Who made my swamp blind? <laughs> Epi Epi has of... the tech magic I up. rush outside. Epi
3: would know who it is, actually, because Epi has detect magic up.
2: I, I rush out. I just, I don't even wait. I just rush outside. I'm like, I try to calm
4: down everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Epi who has detect magic up and definitely knows that surge came out of him, just sort of like originally just staring at these mushrooms like, what am I looking at? And then, you know, magic surge happens, he's like, oh no. So I want to go outside, and I want to cast sleep at, um, second level.
1: Okay. So real quick, all all because I, I didn't actually get the number. What was your
0: check? Oh, my, my check was 18. Oh, okay. You would remember
1: that you're pretty sure you saw what might have been this kind of mushroom like on the fringes of Sir Godric's corpse. He was wearing like very well-decorated armor, right? So there was like little tiny blue mushroom, but like very loud, shining silver armor and a flaming sword, or not a flaming sword, but like a massive sword, right? i getting him mixed up with the solar. Anyway, you just caught a glimpse of it, but you're pretty sure you remember seeing that. Anyway, Efi, you go out and you cast Sleep. What level do you cast sleep
4: at? Uh, second level, so I had 5d8 plus an additional 2d8, and I'm trying to get all of my d8 dice out. Uh,
2: m- meanwhile, I'm, like, yelling in, uh, I have Speech of the Woods so I'm just, I'm just yelling uh, trying to soothe all of my, cro- all of my alligator friends. <laughs> 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 Should I roll animal yes, hand? Yes, please lead? do. Alright. Okay. I got a 24.
1: Okay, so you're doing pretty good at calming the alligators down. Epi. you cast Sleep.
2: It's alright, it's alright. It'll be over in only two minutes or so. Just just calm down, chill. Just chill. (laughs) Oh, you put them to sleep. Oh, excellent.
1: (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, Sleep is pretty powerful for like, low power enemies. I guess in this case, the alligators. You put like, a good chunk of them to sleep. You also trigger wild magic.
4: Oh, dang it. Okay, hang on.
1: (laughs) Just 1d100 this time.
4: 18. 18. (laughs) This keeps happening to me. And I go out there like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this, it's been happening a lot today. And then, (laughs) what happens?
1: Choose a location.
4: Oh, no. Well, I was thinking about the, about the cemetery earlier, so there.
1: Alrighty.
4: Oh, boy. Am I going to poof away again?
1: It's so much worse than that, Epi. Oh god. Oh no. So Epi, you and all creatures within 60 feet of you mm. Oh god! Teleport successfully <laughs> to the cemetery in Waterdeep. All of us, too. That's, you know, all that's
6: the alligators. like
1: All of the sleeping the alli- alligators.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spoony the Spoonbill. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs>
6: Mr. Spicy
1: There's like a bunch of like swamp frogs like it's just
6: Was Okay No here's an imp- here's an important wow. question While we were in there did anybody else line up in the queue?
2: I think I chased everybody off but I don't know if there was like a patient or strag like a patient or two straggled
3: in Oh man I think for simplicity no Yeah I'll say no
1: Okay As fun they as that They saw the close,
3: They saw the clothes sign and walked away Right So, the chaos continues,
1: as there is now dozens of alligators, (laughs) other assorted swamp wildlife, all in Diana's cemetery. God. Uh, You don't see Diana right now, but you get the sense she's probably going to appear at some point, because this is noticeable.
4: I'm just sitting there holding out my hands after casting sleep. Look, There's a dozen sleeping alligators. Yep. (laughs) A (laughs) spoonful. Like... Two dozen frogs. (laughs) There's like at least 20 billion dragonflies. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many dragonflies. There's a snake. (laughs) There's just a snake.
2: (laughs) And I am so angry.
3: (laughs) Brock pulls out his lute and tries playing a calming song for the awake alligators.
2: I I just sort of, I, I look at you Brock and it says, Your friends are the
3: worst. <laughs> you just having the worst day. <laughs> I, I'm <It's>, sorry. <laughs> it's, I swear, it's just Epi.
2: Brooke. I, I, I also, I also like start trying to soothe everyone, and then I, 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 I gently wake up the all. Well, no, I, the alligators are still blind. God damn it. Yep, they are. <laughs> oh my god, I have a bunch of blind sleeping alligators. Who are
1: completely disoriented now because now they're not even in the swamp.
2: Oh, no. I am doing my best to contain this chaos, but I am also very upset
4: <laughs> Epi's just like, I'm so sorry I can't control the wild magic and it's happening so much today Brock, why did you throw me under the bus there?
3: What's a bus? <laughs>
2: it's a kind of land vehicle <laughs> I have proficiency in it <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's like a really uh, long carriage.
3: Don't worry about it. Oh, you can fit so many people on that. That sounds like a great idea.
4: I,
2: I am, like, herding all of the animals. <laughs> I have, like, I, I, I'm i just gonna wild shape into... What's the biggest thing I can wild shape into? I think it's probably, like... I'm gonna wild shape into a black bear. <laughs> and the thing about me is, like, when I, um, when I wild shape into anything, I'm, like, a swampy version of that. So I have, like, you know, Spanish moss in my fur, <laughs> and I, I'm just, like, tr- trying to gather, like, the various like snakes. I just have a snake on me, and then I'm, like, roaring gently <laughs> at all of the alligators and, like, nudging them <laughs> into
1: a, a little circle. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you're, like, in the middle of all this, <gasps> and of course, Diana is going to appear because this is her grove is the entire cemetery and something is wrong
4: <laughs> <laughs> sees epi ah
1: yeah pretty much she well so it's this <laughs> short little halfling woman right and she's looking around and she just sees alligators and there's a black bear and
2: with a snake on right it. with a
1: snake it's just chaos
2: there's a, there's a spoonbill also perched <laughs> on the back oh, yeah, of yeah. the just- <laughs>
1: It's
2: just. <laughs> and I'm just walking around going. Uh, 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 uh.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Diana comes and starts to help calm the alligators down. She is in tune enough with nature to know you're not a black bear, right? Because you're not acting yeah. like a black bear would act when a snake and a spoonbill are perched on its back.
2: I kind of just, I just nod at the halfway. You know, like
1: <laughs> She doesn't understand what's happening, but she sees you know, the motley crew and she's like, no I, I got it
3: It's, it's cool, just... none of us know what's happening <laughs> Right <laughs> Brock's just like, hello Diana and continues playing Hello,
1: welcome back it's good to see you all again
4: Sorry Diana <laughs> <laughs>
1: Diana can speak with animals. What did you say to her? <laughs>
2: <laughs> These good for nothing people showed up to my clinic and made all of my friends blind and then they teleported them here.
3: <laughs> hey Patricia, you got any more borscht? It looks like we're all out. <clears throat> no No, you need I to roar. eat Diana's stew now.
2: I, I roar at you, <laughs> and <laughs> Diana hears You will never have any of my borscht ever again. (laughs) Oh Oh, no.
1: she means business. As a DM, it is impossible to prepare for any of these sessions. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Don't be. This was the gimmick. I just, we will say, so after about like 10 minutes, the blindness wears off, which makes corralling all these alligators much simpler although there is that momentary like panic when the sight comes back and they're not in the swamp but with some help from Diana and everybody working together you get them all calm and as orderly as you can have a herd of alligators out of water in a graveyard
2: I mean they're pretty fast alligators are very fast they can hustle mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just we just lead them back to the swamp I'm hoping well <laughs> well, or at least here. a body of water <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> So oh, Diana Diana walks over and Kind of motions for you to Single file have the alligators Follow her She takes you all to a very large uh, Cherry blossom tree Next to her hut It is the largest tree in the graveyard She says okay I can help you get the alligators back Just make sure they all go through graveyard she taps her staff mm. she Taps her staff on the, the, the trunk of the tree And you see a portal open up Heading directly back to the swamp To one of the trees on either side of your hut
4: Actually I look at this Diana They're going to have to teach me that one
2: I just push you through the portal as a bear
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You land in the water Fair up a... Push, and then I, I roar at the at the various alligators to like hustle through. And Mr. Spicy's bringing up the rear with his beholder, his beholder plush like squeaking frantically.
4: Can I yell back through the portal, Diana? Do you remember any blue moss or fungus?
1: So, quick question, Epi. Were you the first one through that portal? Yeah. Roll me a dex save as there is just a surge of very, very happy alligators surging through that portal. <laughs> you are prone in the wall.
4: You know what? This is gonna go so well. I'm using the great big dice. Okay, cool. Okay, so dex save, right? Yes. Alright, that's an 18 plus one for a 19 to avoid the stampede. This yes. is like Simba. <laughs>
1: pretty much, yeah. Like, you turn around to ask Diana a question and you see just. Gators. Gators. It's like, nope, 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 nope. And you just. You're not sure how you got vertical and back on, like, the walkway. I'm pretty sure you just sort of phased over there, but you just, like, adrenaline rush, scurried away from the portal. But you don't get trampled by alligators.
4: <laughs> I did my own gator walk straight out of the way.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Diana. You still asked Diana the question through the portal. She goes, mm-hmm. What? But
2: I, I, At this point, I turned back into a human, but I still have the spoonbill and a big python on me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, Hello. I am... I have heard perhaps a little bit of you. I am Patricia uh, Nettlesby of the Swan Free Clinic. Thank you for your help in getting my friends back into their home habitat.
1: You're no, very welcome. I see that you have met them.
2: Yes, I have met them. (laughs) Uh, But they are looking for perhaps uh, their well, they came to me to ask after a person who uh, had a blue fungus in their armpit. Perhaps you may have known someone like that.
1: Uh, So Diana does step through the portal because it's going to close after a minute. So you are all in the swamp. With Diana, who has left her grove for the first time in a long
3: time. Oh no, you like Armbar... borscht? oh no, Armbar left stuff behind because he was eating the soup at Diana's hut.
4: Nah, he came through. Yeah, it's all gone. The smell of borscht was drawn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here, come into my hut. Will you sit down? I'll
1: have borscht. So, because she's a halfling, she is roughly the same height as you. Yes. So it's very much like a meeting of equals, and you both just sort of head into the hut. <laughs> Diana takes the one seat and takes a bowl. She says, "This is a very nice swamp. I like what you've done with yes. this.
2: Every land deserves dignity, yes, even the wet ones."
1: I couldn't agree more. Uh, my name is Diana. It's a pleasure to meet you.
2: It is also my pleasure to meet you. So you have been with these Rascallions. You have had dealings with them. <laughs> I see.
1: Some of them more than others, but yes, sometimes I let them hide out in the crypts. They have always been respectful, which is why I continue to allow it. I've never had them mass teleport wildlife into my graveyard, though, and we may have to have a discussion about
4: that. Sorry, Diana, yes, it was an accident. I do
0: think
2: accident. that we have to have a discussion. <laughs> I just glare.
4: <laughs> <at laughs> Epi looks like he's just shrunk a full foot. He's like, I'm really sorry. It was an accident. <sighs> Let me put some tea on for a boil.
2: Oh! Uh, but yes, let me show you this uh, this piece of fungus I uh, the sample I took from the patient. They are looking perhaps at seeing where this comes from. Fortunately, it is not contagious. But perhaps it is. I mean, I I have not done extensive testing on it, but I do not. I think it comes from this world.
0: So, Armbar, Rook calls out, don't you kind of remember seeing this stuff when we fought that guy?
3: Which uh, guy are talking about? Brock uses telepathy to go into, like tell Rook, no, no, no.
0: But I've seen it before.
3: Oh. I, and Brock just really quickly says to Rook, we need to delic- and this is telepathy, by the way. We did not tell Diana that we previously saw a zombie of her husband try and kill us.
0: Rook just like sighs irritably and stays quiet.
4: Jeez, you Can know, I?
1: Rook, I, I do remember something of that sort. <sighs> so Diana is turning this this mushroom in a jar. You said it's in a jar, right?
2: It's in like a it's like a little bell jar. So it like okay. it's got a. Yeah, so it's got a cover on it, and then there's, like, a little
3: dish. Oh. I was imagining a Petri way. dish.
2: It's not really, like, a Petri... I don't think that there are Petri dishes, <laughs> like, in her place. She's not the kind of person to have that, but I think she would have, like, a little bell jar. Okay. So,
1: yeah. Diana's turning the jar and just looking at it, she says, You've seen this before. Where? This seems oddly familiar to me,
3: but I
0: can't place it. But Rook is just looking at Brock, like, waiting <laughs> for Brock to say something... Delicately.
3: No, Brock's looking at Brock. He's like, if you want to say something, just be careful. I'm not touching this one.
0: Epi is looking between
3: the two of them. Epi's just watching this telepathic conversation happen. Oh, I know it's telepathic.
4: (laughs) Hang on, hang on. I would like to cast message at Brock. (laughs) 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 And just whisper, what are you not telling me?
3: It's a very long story. (laughs)
4: message again. Summarize.
1: <laughs> so Diana knows <laughs> what message is. She's been around you long enough, Effie. <laughs> she also knows how telepathy works, and rock you hear in your mind, Diana's voice, as she says telepathically to you, why all the skittishness?
2: This whole time no one said anything and Patricia's just sitting on her bar stool <laughs> just like there is no work. Everyone is very quiet
3: I guess it's time for Brock's signature move of Tell the Truth in an Exposition Dump They uh, they just kind of do this takes some... a deep breath <laughs> Alright Diana, this is going to be a very, very long story uh, about to summarize uh, a few days ago No,
2: this is a story all about
3: how. <laughs> Oh, you That's saw my right Bardock off performance!
2: She's <laughs> 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 immediately to towards the swamp. What can I see? Uh,
3: so a few days ago, Diana, uh, there was uh, a mishap where the chaos god, Sirith kidnapped Epi and sent them somewhere else, and the rest of us were tasked with getting a key that you were guarding, and we were trapped in a time loop, and we ended up, uh, the deck of many things also possessed you with magic, and you tried killing us. And we did eventually win, and then the spirit of your husband rose from the grave to avenge you, and we saw your husband covered in those blue mushrooms. Well, persuasion check. That is a 19 on the die, plus I have a really high persuasion score. Yeah, right, 19 um, plus a million, you're fine. Yeah, right, yeah,
4: <laughs> plus eight. 19 plus bard.
1: Yeah. 19 plus, this is my character.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so Diana sits quietly and processes what you she said she Says, well oh did you by get the way the key? yes and no Siric, we tricked Sirik into not using it and it's still where it belongs I see so you're telling me that my
1: husband's corpse which is currently buried six feet underground has these mushrooms
3: growing all over it and you know this because you killed me sorry and fought him yeah in our defense, you had also, by the time that happened, killed me and a friend of ours. Diana
2: just Patricia's just looking back and forth and back <laughs> and forth, and then she she goes and she takes out a folding screen <laughs> <laughs> and she puts it in front of all you and just says, I think perhaps this is good for you to have privacy and just <laughs> closes it. And like she and Mr. Spicy just walks into like another part of the cottage. <laughs> uh... and and then before she goes she does turn to Diana and say I am so sorry for your loss it is
1: as you can see not just you (laughs) it gets around this wild magic thing
4: Epi is just staring at the lot of them and you just kind of see his
3: face go a little pale doesn't really say anything he's just listening and Brack looks at Epi like yes you're the reason I had to go through this thank you So, so that did
4: happen you're not giving me a line that really happened
3: Effie, I'm a talented liar, but even I can't make a story up that ridiculous as a lie.
4: That's true, that's true. If it was a lie, you'd have thrown in something a little more believable. Um fun. Interesting. Uh quick question. Does like hold grudges? Unrelated. Somewhat related. So Diana
1: kind of motions everyone to pause for a second. She goes over to you, Patricia. She says, Can I ask you something? Of course. How did you come to possess
2: this mushroom? I, I, uh... <laughs> I take out a couple of stools <laughs> from underneath an um, operating table, and I, I invite her to sit down. <laughs> and I say, I tell her, like, very quietly, because other people, you know, just to give some sounds to her. I'm like, I unfortunately had, I believe, your husband come to my clinic a few days ago to investigate a few of these symptoms. I noticed that he had quite a few of these mushrooms in his armpits. I took a sample, but he said he had obligations and would not consent to staying overnight so I could monitor his uh, various symptoms. Unfortunately, he never came back, and so I held on to this, wanting to study it later in case perhaps it was the beginning of. An epidemic, or you know how it is with Free Clinic. You always want to get ahead of any large illnesses that might happen.
1: I understand. And of course, he wouldn't have stayed the night, because I would have killed him. Huh? I may kill ah? him. Why wouldn't you oh. tell me about this?
2: There are many reasons why people do not tell their partners. I do not presume to know the relationship between the two of you, but please rest assured I was not aware of either his status or it is part of my practice here to keep uh, uh, patient doctor confidentiality I'm happy to share with you any of my notes from his visit as he's next up here
1: that would be lovely and thank you for your discretion even if it was discretion for my husband against me
2: um, it is... <laughs> I, I kind of bridle it out little like, this is part of my duty as the runner of, I do not judge. I simply am here to respect the privacy of my patients and to, to take care of them as best I can.
1: I do understand, and I
4: don't blame you at all. Epi very quietly just says, he said he didn't want to worry you.
1: She kind of, so... Diana bristles at that a little bit, and she says, "I told him I don't need to be protected. I am a protector." And then she's she's mumbling under her breath, and like you can't really hear. You make out like a couple of obscenities, and just you've never really seen this side of Diana. She's very even keel. <laughs> this is kind of like the, the the angry mom look, you know. So,
4: Abby just very, uh, trying trying not to make any more bristling happen, just says, uh, he has a habit of following you around in the grove, so, I mean, if you're just talking to yourself, quote-unquote, I'm sure you would hear, if you feel like chewing him out for that.
1: Oh, I intend, because unfortunately, this means now we have to dig up his corpse, see what the hell these mushrooms are, and if they're causing other problems. You can imagine how thrilled I am at that process.
2: If you wish, I can turn into a giant badger and then unearth him and perhaps handle much of that, much of that process. Make it a little easier for you.
4: I'll, I'll help. I certainly don't mind.
1: Diana looks at you, Patricia, and says, I would appreciate your help. One, because you are a druid and I know you would be respectful of the dead and the fact that this is my husband. And also because he came to you, which means he trusted you, which means I will trust you.
2: I get another folding screen, <laughs> and I put it between <laughs> everybody else. I just- entire-
1: I imagine you have, like, <laughs> so have you guys seen the tiny houses where, like, they just have drawers everywhere, and then <laughs> you just keep pulling out drawers, and there's a screen inside it and you open up another screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very much like that. <laughs> There's lots of drawers and cabinets. And I, I just, like, say, for privacy, sometimes you need lots of it. And I, I, I like, I look at her in the eye, because we're of a height, and I, I say, um, as, his former, as a former patient, I will do everything I can to understand what was wrong, because who knows who else might be affected by this. Well... Also, I do not seem to have this wild magic problem that these people have and maybe if we get some if perhaps I get them out of my swamp, then perhaps they will not then teleport more of my friends into your grove. I, I just, it's not right for Alligator to be in grove.
1: In any other situation, I would think that's a crazy statement, but we just had that happen. So I agree. So let me open up a portal again. We can make my way, oh. make our way back to the graveyard. Unless you have business to attend to here before we go.
2: If you give me fifteen minutes, I will pack and put the sign up that says "I am away." And so I go and I, I like grab Mister Spicy and <laughs> all of, I just like to start packing various like spell components and stuff like that into my bag and like a few other things i grab like some cookies out of a jar and some scones and like bandages um definitely have like the mom purse thing where i just have like it's not, it's not a bag of holding, but it seems like it should be because <laughs> there's just a bunch of crap in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then I put a sign up on my door that says, "Clinic is closed. Do not drink essential oil." <laughs> and, <laughs> and I go back and I say, "All right, I am ready."
4: Okay. So uh, while she's like, like,
1: "Oh, go ahead. oh,"
2: and then the, the, basically, I, the, the security system that I have for my hut is just
3: the animals. <laughs>
4: effective
3: <laughs> All right, Muck, you stay here and be good. Keep the alligators company. <laughs> in the swamp. Of course you are. It, you monster. Um, Muck has never been happier than in this swamp, okay?
5: Cuz you don't treat him right.
3: Honestly.
5: Like,
0: like this Muck? Listen, <laughs> listen. It's not like Brock has a loving father figure to m- model himself after, okay? Have some have some understanding. Oh, it's right there.
3: Oh <laughs> why do you have to go after my feelings like that?
0: Listen, I saw your bars? dad. I met your dad. <laughs> do
2: anybody, Does anyone yeah. want to use the bathroom? Yeah, why don't? Yeah, maybe we should just take the bathroom. Oh, I meant like the bidet in the <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, sure. We can also take oh, an th- actual th- dial <laughs> break. <laughs> I,
4: I was going to describe the
2: bidet, but it's fine.
4: <laughs> 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 um, so Epi uh, you know what I, I will give this to you Epi's gonna go and uh, uh, quote unquote use the bathroom <laughs> so what do I see in your fancy bathroom It's a so it's a
2: nice little outhouse you know it's got like a door a little moon carved in the door it's got some ventilation because <laughs> smells um, and uh, yeah you walk in and it's actually a really nicely constructed outhouse there are you know there's like an alma- There are like some old almanacs with very soft pages to use in lieu of toilet paper and it's actually kind of intimidating when you look at the the bathroom so there's a a, a carved wooden seat that's been sanded down so it's very smooth and uh behind that though there's like a this whole contraption that's got pipes and buttons and lights and there's like as you enter the seat of the uh, toilet opens and then you hear welcome mistress patricia <laughs> Epi
4: is <laughs> and like a blue light
2: like <laughs> turns on <laughs> that's
1: amazing
4: <laughs> Epi who has entered this bathroom to you know compose himself is looking at this is kind of like up against the wall I did not expect that here. So he pulls a coin out of his pocket, kind of flips it over, puts it back in. Alright, alright, so that definitely happened. There's a toilet talking to me. I've pissed off a demon. And... You know what? It would be a crime not to use a bathroom this nice. And then I do my business and then join the group. <laughs> it's a Wait, nice it's before... a nice bathroom. The seats warm. The, seat... <laughs> the seats.
6: <laughs> <heated>.
2: <laughs> of course it's a heated seat, she's an old woman.
6: Before oh Eppie
5: gosh. is done, Brock rushes or Armbar rushes over to the bathroom.
1: Oh I gotta go! The burst went right through me!
5: And him and Minibar are just like banging on the door. (laughs) And yeah, just
1: like shaking
5: the
6: thing back on, I want the door open, I gotta go
4: so bad. (laughs) You hear from inside. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, give me just half a second. And I clear out as fast as I can.
2: There's like, there's like soothing music inside. <laughs> like,
1: so I, right? I'm imagining Armbar just screaming and rattling the door while there's elevator music inside. This um, Armbar
3: roll an intimidation roll. I got a twenty-two. <laughs> okay, Effie. Good thing Effie's already in the bathroom.
1: Epic, you find you are too nervous to do your business
4: <laughs> <laughs> Really? I would have said it scared the stuff right out of me <laughs>
1: Hurry up! I um, gotta go! <laughs> okay, this is about as high or low of a note that I could hope for
2: <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, what are, you, what are you doing with my bathroom? <laughs> that bidet was made special
3: I recorded the music for
4: that bathroom
2: look I I removed a very large cyst I told you anyway (laughs) this is the thank you gift
1: Uh, so you all explore the amenities of the swamp Uh, and everyone gets their stuff together and we'll pick up
3: right about here next time yay Thank you for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. You can find more episodes on sassygamers.com. Have you considered becoming a patron? You can get wild rewards like access to our patrons-only Discord, tarot readings from Rook, and access to exclusive one-shot campaigns set in the Bard Rock universe, led by our DM, Kenny. Visit patreon.com bardrockcafe to find out more. Until next time, rock on!